Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really thank Father to, for speaking about David. So related to what we are going to be sharing this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me begin with, uh, with why this, this teaching really touched my heart. And it put a burden in my heart to, to help others. Because I figured, not I figured, but I felt the Holy Spirit really telling me that there are so many people like you who are struggling. Hallelujah. 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 So in the year 2016, um, Jos and I, we got to know on April 26th that uh, God is, has blessed us with our fifth baby. So we were extremely, you know, excited. And uh, we got, this was a Wednesday, and my parents who are in Chennai, they were scheduled to come to Bangalore the following Monday. So I told Jos, let's not call them and tell them. I want to see their expression, you know. When we tell them we're going to have our fifth baby, I want to see how they, you know, react. So, you know, we're so thrilled. And they, I think they were visiting us after almost a year. So I was so thrilled to bits. April 26th goes by and we get confirmation, 27, 28, 29th. And uh, at about 10.30 in the night, Jos gets a call from my brother. Um, saying that my dad had a massive cardiac arrest and he passed away. I was broken. I was so shattered. As a young girl, I really didn't have any sports heroes or any film stars. My hero was my dad. I love my dad and my mom. They're, they're so close to me. And for me to think that, you know, I couldn't even imagine a day without dad and mom around and so for me I always always thought they will always be around you know somewhere I knew that you know they were there and so I was I was comforted but when I heard this news I can't tell you Joe says I said praise the Lord thank you Jesus I don't remember saying that but I know that when I heard this I was shattered I just could not accept this news and for a very, very long time, I went into grief. I could not come out of it. People called up to console me, comfort me, strengthen me. But deep down, I sensed there was this rebellion in me. When I made up my mind, I don't want any help. I don't want, I don't want to come out of this grief or this depression. And mind you, I met the Lord in 91. So that's about 29 years or so, I think. That's when I first experienced the Lord and I committed my life to the Lord. And I thought I was doing well, leading praise and worship, leading so many people, you know, towards the Lord. And I thought that God had blessed me with wisdom and with so many, so many, many, many gifts. Very active in ministry. But when this happened, I went through a deep faith crisis. And deep down, I told you, I was in deep rebellion. But even deeper than that, I knew somewhere that this was not right. This is not right. This is not how I should be reacting. But yet, I kept yielding to rebellion. I kept yielding to rebellion. And somewhere I would think, Lord, what is the difference between me and just about anybody else who has not, who has not experienced you? What is the difference? And here I am leading worship, doing all of this. And yet, 
going into rebellion. People at the funeral told me, don't cry. Don't cry like this. You know, you're someone who's in the forefront. You shouldn't be crying like this. And I said, go fly a kite. You have no idea what I'm going through. He, she said, you know, you can cry for a little while, but after that you have to stop. I had advice after advice after advice from different corners. Good people who wanted to help me. Honestly, they prayed for me. They prayed so much for me, but I, would, I wasn't willing to accept it. And I led, honestly speaking, a very open, defeated, powerless, helpless, hopeless, desperate life. 2016 onwards. Hallelujah. 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 And that's when, just a few months ago, I heard this teaching by Father Daniel Povarnathil from Kerala. I'm not saying anything. This is no teaching that I'm giving on my own. I give all credits to this father. And I believe the Holy Spirit worked powerfully through him because God lifted that grief, which I was stubborn about. And I said, I'm not going to come out of it. I don't want your help. I don't want anybody's help. And I'm not going to come out of it. But deep down, I knew that's not right. Deep down, I knew that's not right. Hallelujah. 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 So let me ask you a question. Why did Jesus come here to the earth? Why did he come here? To? To save us from our sins. Okay, very good. Somebody else. Why did Jesus come? He obeyed. To reconcile us with God. Okay. Do you have your Bibles with you? Yes? Do you have your Bibles with you? Anybody else? Why did Jesus come here? Sorry? To defeat Satan and his works. Yes, we read that from the word of God. Any other reason? Why? What was, what was Jesus' primary mission? To restore us back to the Father. Okay, hallelujah. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. 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 We're going to turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Quickly, if you have your Bible... From across, from across this uh, church, I'm, I want you to pick it up. Math, someone will take Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Someone will take Mark chapter 1 verse 8. Somebody else will take Luke chapter 3 verse 16. And somebody else will take Ju John chapter 1 verse 33. I'll repeat it. Matthew 3 11. Mark 1 8. Luke 3 16. John 1, 3, 133. Anybody who's ready, can you read it out loudly? Hallelujah. Can we say that together? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire together. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Very good. Mark 1.8, quickly. Mark 1.8. Somebody else, please take Luke 3.16 immediately. Yes. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Luke 3.16. Luke 3.16, quickly.
We're going to say it together. He will baptize me. Come. He will baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Brother Simon had this, uh, you know, um, opportunity to introduce Father, to introduce us. So, when he introduces us, he's going to talk about the core, the core, um, you know, mission of us. What is really important is what he will share. Correct? He is not going to share that, you know, they have, um, um, what is it? He's not going to share that, you know, Jos and Sharu, strangely, they love the color blue. Are they going to, is he going to say that? He's not going to say, Jos and Sharu, strangely, both of them together, they love to be tickled under their feet. Is, is he going to introduce us like that? No, he's going to introduce us. He will introduce our name, what we do, and what we are going to, what is our mission. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So who was saying that he who is more powerful than me is coming after me and he will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit? Who is saying that? John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, everyone knew. He was eating locust honey. He was praying all the time. Everyone knew him. No one knew his cousin Jesus. So he had this, this great responsibility of introducing his cousin Jesus to the whole world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And although Jesus came to save us from our sins, he came to reconcile us with the Father. He came to destroy the works of the devil. See what John the Baptist, how he introduces Jesus. That's the very first introduction. And across the Gospels, Matthew, Luke, uh, Mark and John, you'll find that John the Baptist says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what do you think is, was Jesus' main mission? And how come none of us thought of that? None of us thought of that. I answered the same thing. I said, yes, Jesus came to save us from our sins, to restore us, to reconcile us, to destroy the works of the devil. I did not even think that he came to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Hallelujah. 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 All right. So now we've understood that Jesus' main mission was to baptize each of us in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Hallelujah. Yes. So obviously, that baptism of the Holy Spirit and that receiving of that fire anointing was extremely, extremely important for our Christian life. For our life here on earth, it was extremely important. Why do we, do we need the Holy Spirit? Yes, we have been attending retreat after retreat after retreat. Isn't it? And all of us, we're very super excited about the final anointing session, isn't it? Anything we would do to, to get a laying on of hands. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Or why, look, answer for yourself. Why do you need the Holy Spirit? Or why are you thirsting for the Holy Spirit? Quickly, can you give me some answers? Why do you need the Holy Spirit? What is your intention when, you, when we are praying or desiring for the Holy Spirit? To be a powerful instrument in the hands of God. Yes. Somebody else. Yes. 
we will receive power to be my wit to be god's witnesses okay all right sorry for guidance yes we want to know when we are taking a decision lord do i go to the left or go to, go to the right do i take this decision or not isn't it we want guidance in our lives hallelujah hallelujah why else do we need the holy spirit why else do we need the holy spirit without the holy spirit we cannot do anything thank you so much brother hallelujah 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 now john 14:15 says if you love me the lord is telling his disciples if you love me you will obey my commandments all of us gathered here we love jesus don't we that's why we've come here if you love me you will obey my commandments correct in the old testament those 10 commandments have been expounded to about 613 laws we thought that was bad enough but check this out the new testament if we are to underline you know all the do it this way do it that way do this do that don't do this do it this way if we are to look at all of the laws and commandments and instructions of jesus and the apostles there are 11000 commandments hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. and that jesus is telling us if you love me you will obey my commandments if you love me you will obey my commandments tell me all of us sitting here we claim to love jesus don't we we love jesus we good human beings we love jesus but how many of us honestly speaking are obeying his commandments we are trying and trying and trying and trying so some of it we obey some of us we don't obey some of us we quietly you know think it's okay nobody is seeing so it's okay so there's partial obedience which is equal to disobedience isn't it so how how he say if you love me children if you love me you will obey my commandments but so beautiful jesus himself after he said this in john 14:15 immediately after that you know a little after after thought he would have thought daughter son children i know you cannot do it i know you won't be able to do it which is why in john 14:16 he says i will ask the father and he will send you a helper to remain with you forever hallelujah hallelujah i don't know about you but when i get back home after after you know a day's work if i know that my daughters have made dinner i'm on top of the world hallelujah if i know that you know joe you know joe sometimes says i think you're tired why don't you sleep i'll do the dishes for you i'm on i'm thrilled i'm thrilled any bit of help that we get whether it is our household chores or whether it is it at our workplace isn't it isn't it amazing just something really ordinary thunder sh showers somebody says hey hop in i'm going towards that side of town they don't just drive away isn't that help each of us if you look at us when we receive help we are thrilled isn't it we feel loved and here is jesus who says 
if you love me you will obey my commandments but he himself knows my children are not going to be able to do it over and above that he has said be perfect like my heavenly father is perfect be holy like my heavenly father is holy but he knew it all the while he knew it all the while that we will not be able to do it on our own but we in the charismatic renewal we are constantly saying you know change 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 your lives change your lives tell me how can we change our lives on our own we are saying impossible now but just look at our lives we are trying and trying and trying and trying and trying no harm in trying but if we are aware that jesus knew that we need help and he's sending this help how much more blessed that would be hallelujah 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 so here is jesus who says i know you will not be able to obey my commandments so if you look at matthew's gospel 5 6 7 and 8 5 6 7 the beatitudes okay and then he's talking about the kingdom of heaven are we all part of the kingdom of heaven yes you're sure about that some of you don't seem to be too sure you're not keep you're keeping quiet yes are we part of the kingdom of heaven yes how did we become part of the kingdom of heaven how did we become part of the or members of the kingdom of heaven all of us are members of the of of the kingdom of heaven because of jesus what else sorry he died for us so if he died for us what's the point thank you maria we were baptized and when we are baptized we became members of the kingdom of heaven hallelujah when we were baptized we became members of the kingdom of heaven all right but is that baptism enough to continue and to enjoy the benefits and the privileges of the kingdom of heaven is it enough we can continue to be members but if we really want to see that power that life of abundance that jesus came to give us then there is something else that needs to happen hallelujah 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 so jesus in the gospel says you know blessed are those who are persecuted they will they will there is the kingdom of heaven correct can you tell me some of the laws or commandments of jesus or the apostles that you find difficult to obey it may look like a little confession but still it's okay quietly just few of us here something that you find sorry to pray for our enemies to love our neighbors as we love ourselves when you see somebody and saying just acting she'll do all this here and then back home see what how she lives her life so quickly we judge people don't we hallelujah come on tell me i i love this group come on tell me what are some of the things that you struggle with with the commandments of jesus forgive them time and time again they do something we tell them it's okay and then again they do the same thing and then it's difficult isn't it okay so anyways i know from the looks of from all your smiles that there are these commandments that we find little difficult to obey isn't it plenty hallelujah hallelujah 
So, we are all citizens of this nation, India. Correct? So, there are laws that we have to follow if we have to be here in this, uh, in this country. Correct? But there are a lot of things that are allowed here. So, say for instance, the other day, we, were get, we got onto the lift going to church. When we were coming out, someone was standing outside and his head like, went like this. Seeing all of us get out of the lift. We were eight of us in the lift and he was looking at us like this. And then he asked her, what car do you have? He asked Jos, but by the way, what car do you have? So he thought we have a really, really big car. So he said, no, we have a five-seater. A five-seater and eight of you all sit in that? He said, yes, two at the back in the boot. And there, is, there are two, you know, uh, sitting on, on, the, uh, on our laps. So we said, yeah, that's how we go. Now this can happen in India. Hallelujah. But if we are to go to the UK or US, do you think this will be allowed? If you have five children, then you jolly well have a car that has five seats and you have to harness them. You have to belt them. Hallelujah. And if you don't do that, you get a ticket. A couple of tickets for a couple of laws that you have not obeyed and they will tell you, I think India is meant for you. Tata, bye-bye. Go back. So if we are part of a, of a nation, we have to obey the laws, the rules for us to be able to enjoy the benefits of that nation, isn't it? But generally speaking, we all love the benefits, we all love the privileges, we all love the blessings, but we don't want the guidelines, the rules, the commandments. Come on, you shouldn't be doing this, you should be doing this this way. Correct? Am I correct? Generally, we'll be like, who are you to tell me? My life, I will live how I want. Hallelujah! But in the kingdom of heaven, it doesn't happen that way. We received baptism, we became members of the kingdom of heaven, and then we have all these commandments. If we want power to be exuberated, to flow out of us, we have to obey these commandments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is no new information for any of us. We've been attending retreat after retreat. We know that we have to obey the commandments, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know that. And some of us, we are probably struggling in our homes. We are probably struggling in our homes where we tell our children to do something this way and they do exactly the opposite way. Do you know why? There is no power coming out of us. Jesus spoke about all the commandments, beatitudes and all the commandments and then immediately after that in chapter 8, 9, 10 and so on, you see he healed the paralytic. He delivered the demoniacs. He multiplied bread. He did all those miracles called Matthew, the tax collector, to become a disciple. He did all of that and power came out of him. So the rules and commandments of the heaven and then after that, power. You see that? The reason why some of our children or people at our workplace don't really respect us or don't really you know, give any value for what we say is because somewhere deep down there is some form of disobedience in our life. Some small disobedience there could be in our lives which is why power is not flowing through. Power is not flowing through and we sit like this. Imagine someone comes to you thinking that you're a very, very anointed person. Sister, can you, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. Can you please pray for me? And you'll be like, eh, I can't even pray and get my headache off. What am I going to pray for you and then get cancer off from you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
how many of us are laying hands upon people and then we see power of god flowing through us husband and wife come to us saying that you know we want to separate we cannot you know we're going through terrible uh, trauma someone brings them you know and says can you intervene and we're thinking here yeah, my husband's not listening to me and no value for what i'm saying then what on earth am i going to help another couple so we see that in our own lives we don't see the same power that worked in the life of Jesus and in the lives of the early Christians but there is good news that's what i came to i came to share today we all know we have to obey the commandments if we need power to flow through us but the good news is that Jesus knows Jesus knows that we cannot obey the commandments on our own we are so blessed because we have this mighty mighty god who understands us who understands us he knows we cannot obey the commandments on our own he knows it and which is why he said i will ask the father and he will send the helper who will remain with you forever hallelujah 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 Can we just raise our hands and praise the Lord together? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Shirararar. Can we pray in tongues, please? Shiribahara mana mara kiri beri haba ba. Ula la 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 drank with jesus moved with jesus slept around him they were always with jesus but after the 3 years at a crucial moment one denied him another betrayed him and all the others ran away fled for their lives and they were all huddled up together peter peter did not have the courage to stand up in front of a maid servant to say yes i belong to this group to this man whom you have condemned he he did not have the courage between the apostles they were constantly saying who is greater i am greater you are greater look at it we are just like them hallelujah hallelujah so what happened that changed their lives completely i'm going to take you to two sundays and quickly it's going to be a wrap up two sundays the easter sunday The Easter Sunday can we go to John chapter 20 John chapter 20 John chapter 20 verse 22 So this is what is happening okay if you're feeling a little sleepy maybe you can sit up straight but don't miss out on what Jesus has to tell us today Hallelujah. This happened on Easter Sunday. Imagine all of them huddled up, depressed. You know these fellows they walked like this when Jesus was was here on earth. 
if they if anyone needed an appointment with Jesus they had to first go through the apostles yeah 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 what what is it you need to meet him i'll i'll let you know he's a little busy now so you know they were they were like what i don't know what like colloquial language of cats whiskers they were high and mighty people their leader you know even they could pray and demoniacs you know would be delivered healing would take place so they were they were great people here on earth why because jesus was with them but after jesus died all of them scared huddled up together had no idea of no no clarity about the future if they stepped out probably they would have the same fate as jesus hallelujah hallelujah so they're all huddled up and jesus comes there and says peace be with you and then he says receive the holy spirit and he breathes upon them hallelujah 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 receive the holy spirit and he breathes upon them and the translation says when he said receive the holy spirit it meant receive the holy spirit now that is the actual translation receive the holy spirit now and all of them received the holy spirit then and there when jesus breathed into the apostles can you tell me one other place in the bible where god breathed into man genesis excellent god breathed into man and that divine life came into man so which meant no sickness no death eternal life hallelujah hallelujah eternal life man was part of god's eternal life divine life and if you look at the word the translation is ruach the same ruach which god breathed into adam is the same ruach that was breathed into the apostles that easter sunday hallelujah hallelujah the same the same holy spirit am i clear but you'll notice one thing after this brothers and sisters i can see some of you all sleeping do not wake up wake up so if after this this they have received this holy spirit you'll notice if you read the gospels peter says buddy i've had enough i'm going i'm going back fishing my old way anybody coming sons of zebedee say hey buddy i'm also coming what to do here on earth i mean here i don't want to be huddled up anymore so they all go all of them go back to their old ways and then you find another two apostles very depressed walking poor things lost their leader very depressed they're walking to emmaus all this after jesus breathed the holy spirit upon them hallelujah 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 that is why even if we are baptized there may not be so much of a difference between a baptized christian and a and a person who is not baptized if you look at our responses to crisis or trauma it could pretty much be the same or probably even worse no not much of a difference but the ones who have the fire anointing the ones who have the fire anointing will will be very different you will see them and then say ish you will see them because that's why 
This Peter who couldn't stand up in front of the maid servant, then later on they were saying, my, where is his shadow falling? At least, you know, let's put, let's put the sick person at least over there so that, can you see, even the shadow. It's not Peter who said, come, let my shadow fall on you. But people recognized that there was power. Hallelujah. 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 And that is the fire anointing that is kept not just for Peter and Paul and the apostles and the early Christians, but for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where we will no more be just charismatics who are defeated, powerless, helpless, hopeless. Hallelujah. We're going to go to the second, second Sunday, which is the Pentecost Sunday. All right. The Pentecost Sunday, just before that, 10 days before the Pentecost, on the Feast of the Ascension, the Feast of the Ascension, Jesus says this. Can we go to Acts chapter 1? Acts chapter 1, verse, verse 4. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you hear what Jesus said? He said, wait here together. Do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait here for the promise of the Father. And what is this promise he's talking about? The Holy Spirit, isn't it? He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. But just a few days back, he breathed on them and they all received the Holy Spirit. Am I correct? Just a few days back, Easter Sunday, is when he said, receive the Holy Spirit now, and he breathed on them, and all of them received the Holy Spirit. And then a few days later, he's saying, do not depart from here, do not depart from Jerusalem, until you received this promise of the, of, of the Father, the gift of the Holy Spirit. What was he talking about? What was Jesus talking about? They just received the Holy Spirit. Is this another Holy Spirit Version 2, senior Holy Spirit who, who's coming. The fire, the power of God. When we are baptized, we received the Holy Spirit, the life of the Spirit. Ruach, Jesus breathed in upon us. In baptism, we received the divine life, which is why if we have a decent sacramental life and we're not living in mortal sin we can even crawl into heaven we won't go into hell hallelujah if we are baptized if we are baptized and not living a sin you know mortal uh, you know uh, living in mortal sin a decent sacramental life we can crawl into heaven we won't go into hell but is that why jesus died took all the trouble and he died on the cross for us to crawl into heaven? No, for us to live here on earth victoriously. For us to destroy the works of the devil. For us to overcome fear, 
self pity inferiority complex debt relationship issues hallelujah hallelujah here on earth he came to give us that life in abundance not after we are dead and gone we're all waiting for our death to live a life of abundance no here on earth god has called us to live a life of abundance i'm not talking about just money alone but your spirit a life of holiness a life of great power but when you speak the word of god it gets sown and fruit you'll see fruit hallelujah so the first sunday what happened the first sunday which is easter sunday what happened jesus breathed and it was divine life that we received yes and in baptism we received that divine life but in the pentecost sunday what happens is the power of the spirit is actualized it's not another holy spirit coming from outside you know renere father renere candale misa he is he um, uh, you know conducts the retreats for the popes so he explained it this way you take a glass of milk and you put a spoon of sugar that is your baptism all right you drink it you don't really you know it's not sweet you don't even know that the sugar is inside but when you stir it what happens when you stir it yes it dissolves and it's everywhere it's everywhere and when you drink it it is sweet hallelujah it is this stirring of the spirit in the pentecost we are receiving the power of god we received the life of god the life of the spirit now in the pentecost we are set to receive the power of the spirit you see the difference do you see the difference some of us we still haven't gotten that stirring of the spirit which is why we're leading often defeated lives lives of deception can i take a few minutes more is it okay is it okay okay i want to share this and it might make sense to you this young man he bought a camera when the camera had just been invented it was not not in, invented but it was very expensive very very expensive to buy a camera but somehow he wanted to you know possess a camera so he worked very hard and he bought this camera But the thing is he loved this camera so he wouldn't keep it anywhere down. He was working in a petrol bunk. All right? So he wouldn't keep it on any table or in on in any bag. He would keep it with him. So one day, you know, a couple drove in to the petrol bunk and I think they were on a on a holiday. So they came to fill fuel. So he helped them and while he was doing that he said, "Can I just leave? He looked like a nice car. Neat place." worthy of my camera so he said if you don't mind can i keep my camera here so he said of course you know the husband and wife said of course yeah why not you can keep it so he kept it there he filled the fuel went across you know um, got the bill they paid the bill and then they drove away hallelujah hallelujah after about an hour this man realizes oh my lord that thing that i wouldn't keep anywhere down i kept it in that man's car i don't have his phone number i don't know his name i don't even take you know his number plate i don't even know what it is uh-huh. and he said people are so dishonest he would have thought wow 
I fill fuel and I get a free camera as well. So what if he just, you know, drives away? One hour, two hours, no sign. After a long drive, this couple realizes that this camera is there. They also did not realize that this camera was inside. After a very long drive, they notice, my Lord, that young, you know, chap has left his camera inside the car. So they're like, you know, we have, we have a long way to go. And our whole schedule will go for a toss if we, you know, if we, if we have to go back. And I don't think that's a possibility. So this man says, no, this man, I'm sure it's very expensive. This man, he would have, you know, worked very hard, very, very hard to get this camera. Let's go back. So this lady wasn't too keen, but he said, you know, I think it's very important that we do that. It's, it's really wrong if we, you know, drive away. So they actually took the trouble to drive back all the way. And just the sight of this car, this man is hopping. He's, he's thrilled to bits. Hallelujah. And then they come and they give this camera and he's got tears in his eyes. He's just, he wants to just cry out and he says, can I take a photograph with you? Can I take a photograph with both of you together? Really, with both of you together? He says, no, 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 it's okay. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's not, it's not right for me to take somebody else's, uh, you know, camera. Please don't uh, force me. It's just something that I had to do and I would do, you know, for anybody. So he says all of this for a very long time. He says, you know, the world should know that it's not a terrible place like everyone makes it out to be, that there are honest people like you in the world. The world should know. And, you know, I have friends in the press. I want to take a photograph with you and let this story be published. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this man just refused for a very long time. They kept refusing and all of that. And then finally, this man realized that he's not going to give in because he was so thrilled. He said, come here. I want to tell you something. He said, if you won't tell anybody something, I will, I will tell you something. Listen, I don't want you to take this photograph because that lady sitting inside my car is not my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 That lady sitting inside my car is not my wife. Look back into our own lives. The way we dress, the way we go for prayer, and retreat, and preach, and praise, and worship, clean, 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 wow, so good, such a righteous woman, such a righteous man, but quietly, without anybody knowing, there is deception in us, there is disobedience in us, hallelujah, 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 if we have to come out of this deception, if we have to come out of the sins that we, you know, we want to overcome sin, we want to. We don't want our lives to be miserable with sin like this. But we are weak. You ask a youngster who's struggling with pornography, you try telling him, just surrender it to the Lord, surrender it to the Lord, surrender it to the Lord. Because we, have, we don't know anything else to say. Just surrender. And he'll be wondering, what is that thing? Surrender. Something to do with the prison. What is it? Someone who's not related to prayer or anything. You tell that person, just surrender your life to the Lord. He won't even know. But you introduce him like Jesus did to the helper. Do you know what will happen? He will depend on that helper to help him come out of pornography and every other addiction. Even for ourselves. 
We cannot overcome sin on our own, which is why Jesus knew that. He told us, receive, wait together, pray together, wait for this power. You have, you have the life, you have the life, but now what you need is the power, is my power. And for that, what do you have to do? You have to come together. You know, from the day of ascension till Pentecost, what were the apostles doing? together not doing personal prayer on, on their own they had their personal prayer but they were together they, they didn't even know what was going to happen they had no idea but they only obeyed and what happened let's look at Acts chapter 2 verse 1 onwards loudly someone quickly we're coming to the last part amen Hallelujah. 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 Jesus said, do not depart from here. The day of ascension. Do not depart from here, but wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. So they were waiting together. Now where, where was this upper room? We're all talking about upper room. Where is this upper room? Where is the upper room? Here only. No, the actual upper room. In Jerusalem, correct? But we just heard, they heard the sound of a great wind. Were they imagining it? Every one of them heard the sound of a great wind from the heavens. Who heard it? The apostles, 120 of them along with Mother Mary, who were sitting inside that upper room, they heard it. Hallelujah. This great sound of the wind was not heard by Caiaphas. It was not heard by Pontius Pilate. It did not occur above the courts and the palaces of the Sadducees, the high priests, or the Pharisees, or anybody else, except here, where they were waiting and praying and preparing. Hallelujah. 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 But what do we do? Every year after year, we go by the feast of Pentecost, not even giving as much importance as a church feast. Am I correct? Not even giving as much importance as a church feast. We go through a night vigil, we go for prayer, we come back home and we live our same old lives of little bit of power here and there. Little bit of truth here and there. We'll see Peter, who did not even one utter one word from the scriptures, after this fire anointing, he stands up and he quotes from Joel, from Isaiah, from Psalms, and 3,000 people immediately committed their lives to the Lord. How did that happen? Because of that fire anointing. Do you want that fire anointing? Do you want that fire anointing? That is what is going to set us apart as Christians here on earth. 
enough is enough when i realized this is what i was lacking i told the lord lord here i i you know i i can't tell you this came as a great message of deliverance for me and i don't even know when it happened but the lord lifted my grief the lord lifted my grief he took away disobedience from me i was quietly disobeying quietly disobeying jesus quietly but jesus removed that and he gave me courage to overcome my fear and i'm thinking hey i was so fearful till you know 2 months ago or a year ago now i don't i don't have that fear what happened is there a special camp that bccrs conducted that i went to i attended and then i suddenly became you know fearless powerful hallelujah it can happen there it can happen anywhere but all that jesus wants us to do is prepare we're just 6 days away in kerala they started 100 days ago some started 100 days ago some started 50 days ago some started on the day of ascension now we all of us over here are going to start today amen, amen. just look at this just look at this so many people in the city of bangalore but why did god choose you to come here to listen to this to this message of hope that you are not alone and this is what this is the icing on the cake i always thought right from when i was in my 7th standard if i had to be used as a very powerful instrument then there were a lot of things that i needed to do i needed to change my ways i needed to say no to sin i needed to choose holiness i needed to wake up early in the morning you know if i were to look at the lives of these people they would wake up early in the morning they would probably kneel down and pray for hours together lifting their hands and fast and all these were very difficult for me very very difficult for me do you find it difficult yes so i always thought if i do all of these things then this great you know god will give me this great trophy come sharu here is this trophy after 15 years of running this good race here is your fire anointing hallelujah hallelujah i always thought that this fire anointing of the holy spirit is a trophy or an award that i will receive for running my life faithfully and perfectly and in holiness and if i fail to run it in holiness then i won't get that trophy so half the time i was not convinced even when i pray that anything would happen that god would hear my prayer for myself let alone for others hallelujah 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 the holy spirit from whatever we have heard now we understand that the fire anointing of the holy spirit is not a trophy or an award that each of us will receive for running a good race of holiness or a, a whole lot of spiritual you know uh, uh, devotions and pious uh, activities but the holy spirit is the fire the power the fuel that will help us live a holy life do you see the difference 
He is the helper. So what are you struggling with in any of these commandments? He is the one who will help us overcome judgment, overcome lust, overcome pornography, overcome anger, overcome jealousy. He is the one who will burn it. All we have to do is desire. How simple it is. And how complicated I had made my life. And constantly I'm saying, and I thought Jesus would be very impressed when I say, Lord, I'm so unworthy. Lord, I'm so unworthy. Lord, I'm a sinner. Yes, it is good to, to, to confess your sins and to constantly be, constantly be aware of our sin, sins. But he would be so much more happier if we, each of us, recognize the help, the helper who is with us. Hey, tap the person next to you. Tap the person next to you. You, do you see, you, you, you feel somebody sitting there? Person is real, not a ghost. Correct? This Holy Spirit is as real or even more real than this person sitting next to you whom you claim is not a ghost. He is here to help us live a holy life. And what will happen if we live a holy life, which means obeying the commandments of the Lord? After that, what will happen? Power. Power will flow through us. So actually, it's very simple. The Lord says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Then he says, I know you will not be able to do it, so I will give you a helper. Now, all you have to do is just wait together, not individually. Wait together. Pray together for this fire anointing. And we're all preparing, not just for something, you know, some activity that is spiritualized, where you imagine fire, imagine a great, uh, you know, wind. But we're all praying for this second Pentecost to happen, just like it happened 2,000 years ago in that upper room. Amen? Amen? We will no more be powerless. We will be powerful in the name of Jesus and by this Holy Spirit whom he has blessed us with. Hallelujah. 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 When I shared this with people, they, they, was, they were, you know, unwilling to accept the fact that, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, about the fact that the Holy Spirit is not a trophy or an award. So are you saying that I don't have to do anything? Yes, with your free will, desire, desire. And how do we express that desire? We can fast a little bit. We can, you know, we can pray a little bit. You know, do, do, read the word of God. Sit in the blessed sacrament. All this we're telling the Lord, Lord, this is all my desire. This is my desire for this fire anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but we are excited. And I'm sure if you have received this message in its true sense, you will not be the same. You will not be the same. Deep down in your heart, there will be a fire that will want to wait and pray and prepare, even if it's just for these six days. We are not late. The one who went the last hour also received the same wages as the one who worked the whole day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are not late. We're going to pray and prepare together. I don't know how you're going to organize yourself, but we, the, in the parish, the parish priest has been so good to us. He has allowed us to 
um, you know, sit in the Blessed Sacrament right from 5 o'clock in the morning till about 6.30. And together, there are about 40, 50 people who gather together at 5 in the morning and we are praying in tongues and praying for this fire anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you for a fact, June 9th is, is the cutoff date. After June 9th, we're not going to be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean it'll happen only then. It can happen now. It could have happened already. Even now, we cannot set the Holy Spirit's schedule. If people, your family members have been looking down on you because you live a prayerful life or because you're trying to live a holy life, when you receive that fire anointing of the Holy Spirit, they will recognize the power in you. People at your workplace who probably look, at, look down at you, they will see the fire anointing. You don't have to tell them anything. They will experience it for themselves. Hallelujah. 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 So remember, we are never alone. We cannot be perfect like the Heavenly Father is perfect on our own. We cannot be holy on our own. Jesus knew that and he said, Darling, I give you the helper. He's the one who's going to help you. Which is why I keep thinking, you know, St. Lawrence, I think, said, you know, when he was put on a hot griddle, he was told, Sir, I'm done on one side. Now turn me over. Can you imagine someone saying something like that? Or look at all of the saints. Joseph keeps saying, I want to die a martyr. And I'm thinking, I, I, ca I, cannot even be, I cannot even think of, you know, even saying that. Forget praying that. But I believe that when we receive that fire anointing of the Holy Spirit, we will receive the power. Because he gives us the power to be a martyr in our ministry, to carry our crosses, and all of that, you know, we don't have to fake it. That, oh, I'm Christ, I belong to Christ, and, you know, I should be a witness. No, we, do, we don't have to do anything. The Holy Spirit will pour out his power, and we will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to close with one verse, and I want all of you to take it. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Can anyone read that? 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Let's keep repeating this, keep repeating this, keep repeating this over the next few days. Wow. The Spirit of God will come upon you mightily and you will begin to prophesy with them and you will be turned into a different person. You will be changed into a different man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when they see, when they see you, they'll see the old person, but they'll see, hey, 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 hey. Very different. Very different. This man is not the same until... You know, June 8th, June 9th, something's happened to him. Hallelujah. All we have to do is believe. 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 Hallelujah. 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 If you can organize yourself in the Blessed Sacrament, pray the Glorious Mystery together. For the, so, so for, you know, all of us, we have different intentions. Job for my daughter, 
a life partner for my son, you know, a career break, different, you know, baby, different kinds of intentions that we have for the next few days. Please park all of those intentions. Please park it. And all that should come out of you is Lord, fire anointing. Lord, fire anointing. I desire, Lord, not just for me, but for the entire church. Wake up your people, Lord. Fire anointing. Just desire for the fire anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And take this for ourselves. 1 Samuel 10, 6. The Holy Spirit will come upon you mightily and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, sister, for this wonderful sharing. <clears throat> I must tell you that I was supposed to go back home because I was very tired. I just not slept from Sunday early morning till now. In a few hours I slept. I said I was telling uh, Brother Lincoln and Joe's. I had to go back home after introducing them. So, but uh, I think Lord's Spirit was really amazingly blessed. Thank you for your wonderful anointing, anointed uh, sharing. Can you all stand for a moment and and uh, let us bow our heads and we believe that every word spoken by the beloved sister will convicted us, as Lord spoke through her that we need to spend time together in prayer. I believe that that this Ascension group will take a call today and the day in the moments to come till the day of Pentecost, come in the time which is suitable for you to pray before the Blessed Sacrament in the center. So that you can spend time alone or people along with people so that we will prepare ourselves for the fresh anointing of the fire anointing of the Spirit on each one of our lives today. As Sister rightly said, in this coming day, let us not speak about what we need. Only have the desire, only desire to have the fire anointing of the Spirit of God upon our lives so that, so that we can serve Lord's kingdom with the spirit of power which is given to us by Jesus through His Spirit. So let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you, Father, for this wonderful moment. We, we praise and glorify God for our beloved brother, beloved sister, and their daughter. And we thank you for them. Thank you for the ministry they are doing. And we pray, O oh God, that, that help us, O oh God, that this prayer which has been uttered from 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, will become the powerful word for us, the promise for us, prophecy for us, so that we will claim that word in our lives in today. When you go back home, we'll meditate on scripture again and again and again, so that the word will become flesh in us, and we will lead a victorious life. For the, all this prayer, we make it the mighty and the matchless and glorious name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit of God. God bless. Thank you.